Welcome to Karma Pays, Episode 2, From the Five Coffins. I am in the five coffins. It's my room, about the size of five coffins, which has been my home for the past five years. The name is a pun, like the Four Seasons Hotel of the good old days. My room is about a mile under the city of Sacramento. It's not a prison. I actually volunteered to be here. My name is Robert Mildred Bischoff. You can call me Robbie. The Five Coffins is a lab affiliated to the California State University in Sacramento, built in collaboration with Stanford University's Slack Linear Accelerator Lab. A $2 billion endowment from Factorialink is what enabled this lab for the Gravity Identification Project. The money hardly makes a dent in the company's revenue. Factorial is one of the most powerful companies in the world with interest in pretty much everything from search engines to cars, spaceships, and mercenary drones for hire, all of which run on these engines. Since they build so many things that fly, I bet this gift to the university is somehow connected to their business plan for the next century. The lab is stocked with the state-of-the-art equipment to detect and track gravitons. What are gravitons, you ask? Since you most probably are no physicist, I will state this in the most basic terms possible. Gravitons are subatomic particles that theoreticians have claimed exist and cause gravity. No one has seen or detected them. Why may they exist then, you ask? Because the math says they do. If no one has found them yet, it's because people are not smart enough to build devices that could sense them. So yes, five years ago, I thought I was smart enough and made a career choice to sit in a dungeon, deep underground. I was going to be the next Einstein. There is a simple reason the lab is buried so deep. The ground beneath Sacramento is perfect, as it sits at the edge of two tectonic plates. Access to the Earth's core is far easier here, but I suspect they put the lab out here in the middle of nowhere, because no one comes here anymore. It's the year 2022, and the 20-year drought has decimated the West Coast. If I went up to the ground level, all I would see are dust storms and rusted railroad tracks. No people. I don't venture out much, though. I have sometimes gone months without seeing the sun. I have a hammock in a corner right above the toilet. No cellular network or even a phone line down here. The tiniest electromagnetic energy or radiation could skew the results. So... Like in the 20th century, I actually keep lots of books down here. I have read a lot about everything. I don't walk or even move for hours when I run the experiments. Movement causes static to build up, which introduces noise and ruins my experiment. The ability to sit motionless for hours turned out to be a valuable skill very soon, as you will see in a few episodes. I sit around watching 20 monitors all day and night. That is all I do. The sensors that sit deep in the Earth's core send out electromagnetic signals which show up on the screens. I'm looking for spikes in the signals, and so far, there have been none. So I feel like Sisyphus. Like him, I'm cursed with a never-ending task. Sisyphus had to move a boulder up a mountain for eternity and I have to look for shy particles. You have caught me at a pivotal moment in my life. I am done. 
I hate this work. If I spend another second watching these darn monitors, I will lose it. So I am going to take the elevator up to civilization, jump into my wheezy 2010 Ford Explorer, and race down the dirt-covered highway to my advisor's office. Once I barge into his office, I'm going to tell him this. John, you have been an understanding advisor all these years. But if I did this anymore, I will give up a career in science and become a big rig driver. I need to clear my head. So I'm taking some time off and I don't know when I'm coming back. What am I going to do after that, you ask? All I can tell you is what John Muir once said. The mountains are calling and I must go.